Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Valley Business Radio, spotlighting the Valley's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hello and welcome to Valley Business Radio, where we tell the stories that traditional media tends to ignore and help connect you to the right people. I'm your host, Dr. Adrian McIntyre, and I'm joined in the studio today by Abby Fink, publisher of the Arizona 100. Welcome back, Abby. It is always so nice to be here. It is so fun to do this show because the Arizona 100, a unique publication of 100-word stories that comes out twice a month, is available online. But this is a live, interactive discussion of some of the stories that are going to be coming up in the upcoming episode. And it's always such a treat for me to get this view into what's going on around the great state of Arizona. Well, for us too, as you know, we kind of end up in a little bubble sometimes and you don't realize what's happening outside of your own market till we get all these really incredible stories shared to with us. And we're like, wow, there's a lot going on in our beautiful state. There certainly is. What are some of the stories we're going to be learning about in the next issue? So, you know, one of the things that we talk about as a, as a small business here in Arizona is um, really the value of having publicly held companies in the state, right? It, it adds a real boom to our economy. It creates this sense of, um, you know, what Arizona has to offer on, on the larger scale. And we have a tremendous amount of publicly traded companies here in Arizona. Um, some of the names you probably recognize, Republic Services, uh, Microchip Technology, Freeport McMurrin, GoDaddy, of course, everyone knows, Pinnacle West, and these are just uh, incredible businesses, good community partners that are really driving a real economic force in our state. And so we're real proud of the fact that we can uh, claim these these businesses right here in our own home state. You know, it, it's fascinating, again, with through the lens of Business Radio X to look at the range of business operations happening here from the solopreneurs and small business owners, the activities that show up in the, the chambers, of which there are many, uh, and then, of course, some significant large private companies that, you know, national brands that people would know. And it's easy to lose sight of the fact that the publicly traded companies also have a huge and growing presence here. Right. And it's so great for us to have them here in, in terms of what they can bring and in, in the the employee base and what they're investing back in our community. So we're we're really proud of that fact. Several years ago, I went to a um, a presentation by at an economic development organization. It was led by some folks from the um, airline industry, the airport industries, and and you know one of the biggest complaints about airports is they're always under construction and there's always something going on. And and one of the uh, speakers was uh, very prolific when she said, "That's the best sign that your state is doing well is when your airport is under construction because this means that you're still growing and there's still opportunities and that airlines and other businesses want to come." So with that, Phoenix Sky Harbor continues to add um, airline partners and additional flights. And they've just recently announced that Eurowings, which is part of the Lutanza group, is going to be adding nonstop flights to Frankfurt, Germany um, later in uh, 2020. So, you know, as much as we might be a little frustrated when we drive around there, these are all good signs. American Airlines is adding flights um, into Mexico and uh, we're going to see continued uh, upgrades and such at our airport. So fly to Sky Harbor and visit our beautiful state. It's, it's certainly a, a leading indicator uh, of economic development and expansion. We often 
notice the lag indicators, the things that come in when they're already established. But if you want to look, have a forward-looking view, cranes in the sky, road development projects, airlines adding flights, uh, these are companies that are getting ahead of growth in a very literal way. Correct. And, we're, and we get to witness it actually happening. So along those same lines, um, the, here in the Metro Phoenix area, the part of Maricopa County that we might refer to as the, uh, the West Valley or Western Maricopa County is really um, growing in terms of economic opportunities. And they're expecting just shy of a 50% growth over the next 25 years. And, and they're, the, the community-wide, the, the cities that make up our West Valley are doing a lot of investments in things like infrastructure, transportation. We're obviously seeing construction around our freeways, the um, Loop 101, the um, I-10 is expanding. We've seen the, the, three, the 202 and the 303 out on the West Side. And uh, with these access points to our, our partners around the states on the borders, we're really starting to see um, an opportunity for growth in the West Valley as these um, business owners can sort of scoot on down the I-10 or come across um, and visit us and, and start making some of those investments here on our uh, west part of our valley. You know, certainly there are a number of areas to watch in the West Valley, and we continually see good year in the news for large projects. Um, Surprise is making a play for this. Even El Mirage, very active, smaller community. So pretty much everything from from Buckeye to the boundaries of Phoenix is a very exciting place to watch. Right. And I just uh, came in that way. I was out of town over the weekend and came across. And it seems like every time I'm on that I-10 near the 303 interchange there, it is there's something new happening and something growing and changing, which is really exciting. I've been here a long time and it's nice to see the, you know, as you said before, the cranes in the sky and things are happening. So shout out to our folks over in the west part of the valley and and continued good luck out there. And let me, um, you know, take us a little bit to um, the technology um, Raytheon company, another um, big business in our state. Um, $2.6 billion in economic impact um, in the term forms of wages, taxes, and other indicators. And what they're predicting is um, a growth of over $500 million over the next, um, or from the past three years, as they continue to add employers, um, employees, 13,000 folks right now working in Arizona there, and they're expecting to hire more in the coming years. Yeah, that's another another example of a major industry footprint, you know, from aerospace manufacturing uh, and other tech contracts. Raytheon certainly a significant player on the national scene with a large presence in Arizona. And one area might not really kind of equate to an economic impact or what they're doing for our um, our state is as our university systems, right? We don't necessarily put those in that business category, but. Truth be told, they are generating uh, a tremendous amount of um, income for our state. For instance, out at Northern Arizona University in Flagstaff, um, recent reports are showing about a $2.6 billion investment um, for, to the economics, uh, Arizona economy. And that's from you know those that are currently in school, the alumni that stay connected to our state, the amount of jobs that are offered. And, you know, they're not just in Flagstaff, right? Most university systems now have expanded beyond their primary campus. Satellite right. presence in various right. places. So we're seeing them, they're seeing the NAU um, logo all around town and, and um, you know, really an indicator of, of what, again, I think all of these things, what what a force Arizona is becoming that, that our education system and our, our public universities are really making a big, big play for, 
um, educating our students, keeping those people here in the state, working for these types of companies that really make an impact on what we're doing here. You know, it's also another good indicator of economic opportunity is the absence of brain drain. So students who attend universities in the state who stay here uh, instead of going off to the coasts to try to find jobs. Of course, that happens. But the fact that so many of the current alumni still reside in Arizona and are active in, you know, businesses, nonprofits and community organizations is a sign that the economy itself is quite strong. Right, right. And of course, we have to, um, you know, start the education process early on here. And so um, we're pleased to announce that a out in the Deer Valley um, Elementary School District, that uh, Chase Building Team is just broke ground on another elementary school out there. Again, following green uh, technology and such, they are um, creating this um, innovative uh, classroom situation out in Deer Valley, and we expect that that's going to be open for the 2021 school year. Um, they haven't picked a name yet, so I know there's a lot of pride in how, what name goes to it. So right now we're referring to it as elementary school number three. But um, we expect that in uh, future discussions of the Arizona 100, we will be telling you the name of that new elementary school out in the Deer Valley area. Well, in that North Phoenix uh, I-17 corridor is another fast-growing area. It hasn't gotten as much coverage, but we live up there and we know that the, there's a number of really large developments at, at play. USAA uh, presence up there, a number of other really large companies, Gore is up there. And so, again, when you want to know is the place growing or not, if elementary schools are being built, especially of the caliber that Chase Building Team is, is doing, uh, you know that there's a lot of families relocating, a lot of expansion. Right. And choosing to call their, you know, that live, work and play environment right there in their own hometown. So that's great. So one of the things that we talk a lot about here on the Arizona 100 show is our hospitality sector. And, and it wouldn't be an issue without telling you about some new attractions coming to town. So um, the folks over in Scottsdale is are seeing a tremendous amount of uh, new restaurants and such opening up in the area. Just for a quick overview, the Great Wolf Lodge has opened up recently. Medieval Times is open. Tommaso's Italian Kitchen has expanded. Prep and Pastry, which looks like a fabulous little place to stop by. Uh, Maple and Ash, Agaves, and a variety of others uh, recognizable names have made Scottsdale their home. And um, if we're looking here in the um, sort of Scottsdale adjacent in the Arcadia Biltmore area, also seeing some growth with some openings of some new restaurants in the um, in the neighborhood here as well. So, you know, we can't we can talk about big business, and as you said, but those those local restaurants and and uh, such are really given that neighborhood feel. I can't wait to try them. Yeah, we're going to be staying at the Great Wolf Lodge this coming weekend just for a one-night staycation. The kids are super excited about it. sounds fun. A grand opening special that they had for locals, and we're going to check it out and have more to report. Well, based on the photos I've been seeing from some of my other friends that have taken advantage of it, I think you're going to have a great time there. So we wish you well. You wish you well. One of the other things we talk a lot about is is the importance of taking care of our community and the well-being of our our communities around the state. And uh, the Pascoyaki tribe, which is uh, their primary location, is in uh, southern Arizona in Tucson, but their reservation land also extends into the Southeast Valley, into Guadalupe. And they, through a grant with the United Way and the International Interior Design Association, have rededicated one of their community buildings there. Um, called the Guadalupe Community Partnership. And they are going to be offering some part, uh, programs there 
um, for education and awareness and really this place where we're going to, you know, talk about the risk factors that our community is facing and create programs to support our families and our children and strengthen our community. So we're, we're, we're proud of the um, of that relationship out there in Guadalupe and the and what that program is going to do for uh, for tribal members and really for the community of Guadalupe as well. And then um, out in uh, the northern part of our state into um, Bullhead City, Southwest Behavioral Health Services uh, reopened one of their clinics in Bullhead uh, last week. Um, they're going to be offering mental health treatment, psychiatric services, and other addiction and prevention programs uh, there for inpatient as well as um, outpatient work. So they've been operating there since 2009, and this is just an expansion of the programs there. So as much as it's important to you know to uh, look at our our business cycles, we also want to make sure that we're you know paying attention to what our community members need and make sure we have good strong families. So Absolutely. shout out to these and, two groups and Southwest Behavioral and Health. Services known for really being leaders in integrated care, which is a model that has physical and mental health uh, dealt with in the same uh, kind of holistic fashion with multiple practitioners, specialists available, and really being able to treat the whole human. Yep, which is so important, so important. And finally, back into um, the Southern Arizona market, Washington Federal, now known as WaFed Bank, has opened a commercial business center, um, which has really expanded their uh, footprint there in Tucson. You'll see it on the corner of McGee and Oracle, and um, it's going to house commercial and real estate teams and is being headed up by some of the um, longtime bankers with WAFED. Um, Kim Dees is their senior VP. Uh, Georgia Velarde is joining as also as a VP and focusing in commercial real estate. And then they brought on a couple uh, new individuals that have been working there in the Tucson market for a long time. So congratulations to WAFED and their new commercial business center. Yeah, and you know, the growth in Tucson is also really important, really interesting to keep an eye on. Uh, it's sometimes easy to get kind of Metro Phoenix focused. And uh, as you said at the beginning of this show, such a breath of fresh air to have eyes onto all the different corners of this state. Now, the Arizona 100 comes out twice a month. It's free for people to subscribe to. How do they do that? And if there are stories they want to get in the publication, how do they contact you? Sure. Well, we're online at thearizona100.com. As you said, it's a free subscription. Just click there and give us your email. We distribute that on the second and fourth Thursday of every month. And if you do have interesting stories, business news, or thought leadership pieces that you think our readers should know, we accept those contributions at editor at thearizona100.com. And we will be happy to consider that. We're getting our editorial calendar planned for uh, the next year with some special issues planned and some exciting things as we wrap up um, 2019. So please let us know your business news and your, your thought leadership. And we'd be happy to consider that for an upcoming issue. 100 word stories or 100 second videos bite-sized snackable content that really opens our eyes to events, activities, communities, and companies uh, throughout the state. Abby Fink, publisher of the Arizona 100. Thank you so much for joining us in the studio today. Happy to be here. For all of us here at Business Radio X, this is Dr. Adrian McIntyre, and we'll see you next time on Valley Business Radio. (music) 